This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. Some monkeys and mice developed a strong immune response after receiving a locally made coronavirus vaccine. Researchers at the University of Washington say that vaccine induced antibodies with just a single dose. Dr. Deborah Fuller says it worked in both young and old mice. We saw robust immune responses in just a single dose within two weeks after the immunization. And I hadn't ever seen that before. It worked well on macaque monkeys, too. This was the first time I'd ever seen a nucleic acid vaccine induce uh, protective levels of antibody in a monkey after only single immunization. So that uh, was very exciting for us. Dr. Fuller says the vaccine appears to be safe and economical. It can also be produced in huge quantities and be stored for a long time at room temperature. Once you actually have a vaccine made, you have to be able to manufacture it at billions of doses. And you have to have that type of formulation and a type of vaccine that's capable of quick manufacture and production and in a cost-effective manner as well. The UW researchers are working to advance the vaccine to phase one testing in people. That's where it would be introduced into a small group of healthy volunteers. Elsewhere in the race to develop a vaccine, researchers at Oxford University say they're Experimental trial prompted an immune response in hundreds of people who received the shots. This is promising news and it takes us one step closer to finding a vaccine that could potentially save lives all around the world. That's Britain's health minister Matt Hancock. He says a positive response was shown in both antibodies and a reaction in the body's T-cells. Those, of course, help fight off the coronavirus. The World Health Organization says this is welcome news. Michael Ryan is the agency's executive director of health emergencies. The vaccine did generate neutralizing antibody, I think, in, in all participants. And in a very small number of participants that were given a booster dose, those uh, responses were even greater. WHO now calls the Oxford vaccine the most advanced candidate so far. There's a long way to go. These are phase one studies. We now need to move into larger scale real world trials. But it is good to see more data and more products moving into this very important phase. And CBS medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook says the next steps include mass-producing vaccines, even if they're not foolproof yet. Let's just assume that a small number are going to work. We're going to start manufacturing hundreds of millions of doses in some cases soon, like ASAP. And if it turns out uh, that it doesn't work, then that's lost money. But if it does work, then bam, you're ahead of the game. And today, drug company executives plan to tell a House committee they can make a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine in record time. There will be testimony today from big pharma reps, including those from Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer and Moderna. This is all happening so fast at warp speed, some might say. But recent polling from the Associated Press and the Center for Public Affairs Research also shows only about half of Americans say they would get a coronavirus vaccine. And that same survey found seven in 10 Americans worry about safety. How do we make sure people trust the vaccines once they're actually available? Well, of course, that's difficult because there are some people who don't trust the flu vaccine, which has been around for a long time, and some of the other childhood vaccinations. So I don't know. But (laughs) if um, it proves to be safe, which it has so far, and if it proves to be effective, that's the other thing. I certainly would be be motivated to to get it. Is it safe to rush the process? Well, rushing the process involves less paperwork. It doesn't sound like they are uh, rushing the actual testing on human subjects. What they may do is rush it by, for example, uh, 
either foregoing the placebo tests because uh, in some cases it's not considered ethical or making sure that they inoculate people in areas where there is a huge outbreak. So there's a a chance of getting results faster. Um, Again, there's no guarantees, but what delays things is inoculating people in an area where the virus is not spreading, and so no one gets sick, but then what have you proven? Remember those daily coronavirus briefings from the White House? Well, they're back starting today. Let's say that ended uh, six weeks ago. We'll start them again. And I think it's a great way to get information out to the public as to where we are with the vaccines, with the therapeutics, and generally speaking, where we are. The president will give his first briefing today at 2 o'clock local time. Currently, CNN is reporting that no one on the White House Coronavirus Task Force is expected to join. That could still change, though. But as of this morning, Dr. Anthony Fauci says he and Dr. Deborah Burks have not been told whether or not to attend. CBS News political analyst Leonard Steinhorn reminded us why the president ended those briefings in the first place. There's a risk for the president. Remember his previous briefings in which he talked about ingesting disinfectants, which lost him so much credibility that he decided to end the briefings months ago. Okay, I don't expect President Trump to say anything like that again because we know what happened. Um, But can we expect him to get the country on the same page finally? Well, we've seen movement. I know some people think it's too little too late, but he tweeted himself in a mask. Mm-hmm. He uh, even implied that masks could be patriotic in and of themselves. Um, is it because of sagging poll numbers? Possibly. See, but even there, and I get pushback on this from people who don't want to say anything nice about the president. It's just political. That's the whole purpose of electing people, to get them to do what's popular. So if the president has now decided that pushing masks is popular, even if it is political, that's the way the system is uh, is supposed to work. Now, if he starts uh, spreading stories about drugs that haven't been tested, that would be irresponsible. But we're all grown-ups, right? Mm-hmm. We we don't have to take, uh, what was it, some fish tank fungus remover just because we think that's what the president was talking about. No, we're we're thinking human beings. And so if he decides to recommend something that isn't safe, don't listen. But how do we know not to listen if nobody's there to, you know, say otherwise, if there are no public health doctors there? Because you don't take medical advice from presidents. You take it from your doctor. You don't take a drug just because somebody tells you to. You wouldn't go to a party and just take some sort of pill someone slipped you, would you? No. No. There you go. That's what this would be like. So I'm going to assume that the information uh, from here on out has been carefully vetted because that these days seems to be the popular thing to do, to hand out accurate information. And that's how our system works. It rewards people who do what voters want. All right. If you do not have a face mask yet, of course, it's required to get in uh, a business today across Washington state. So maybe you're constantly just washing one. If you live in King County, they are giving away some for free today. Seattle and King County Public Health will hand out the reusable cloth masks completely for free uh, at a drive through events. And any family that needs one can receive not just one, but two masks per person for up to six people. So that's what? That's 12 masks. That's that, yeah, your math is right there, Dave. Good the job. event is between 1 and 5 this afternoon at the Aquatic Center of King County, and we'll put more event info in the description for this episode.
We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MyNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.